Today's video is about the four must-make adjustments to your email newsletter to make sure it's getting delivered to your database. I truly hope you're leveraging an email newsletter in your business and that it's not just canned content and that you're pouring your content, your value add knowledge broker content into a weekly email newsletter. Let's say for sake of argument, you are. Well, today's video goes to the next level. How can you upgrade and improve your email newsletter to ensure that it's being delivered in the inboxes of all your contacts, all your leads, everybody, so that you are continually week after week after week, showing yourself to be worthy of hire, establishing that know you, like you, trust you level of relationship, and putting yourself on the consideration set of consumers when they find themselves in market to buy, sell, invest, refer. I'm a major believer in email marketing, and I hope you are too, but after today's video, I dare say you'll be an expert email marketer so that you can ensure the delivery of your emails in the inboxes of all your database contacts, i.e. your leads, your sphere of influence, your past clients, week after week after week, positioning you as the best choice in the marketplace. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana, and I'm so glad you're watching today. If this is your first time watching this show, we publish it every single week. So if you like it, please like it. And also tap that uh, red subscribe button and there's a bell right next to it that if you hit that, it will turn on notifications. So whenever we publish new videos, just like this one, you'll be notified and therefore the first to be aware of what we're covering and getting it integrated into your business. So today's video is all about email marketing, the four adjustments you need to make to your newsletter. So let's dive in. Email newsletter adjustment number one is to make sure your email newsletter is scrollable. See, here's what I mean when I talk about making an email scrollable. You wanna make sure that a recipient who receives your email in their inbox, as they open it up, that they can see sort of the next section. For example, if all they can see when they open your newsletter is the header image or that header bar and it takes up the entire screen on their phone or on their computer or whatever they're looking at the email in, then they don't necessarily know there's more. So they don't know to scroll. It's, it's a technique called below the fold. It's an old newspaper term. You wanna see, you want the viewer to see that there's more to your email below the fold. So be wary of using really big tall header images or tall images of any kind because they can prevent that viewer from seeing what's below and therefore they don't wanna scroll. And another thought to consider about making your email scrollable is to make sure that you don't have too much content in your newsletter. This is something I've seen pretty often in email newsletters because a lot of times the business sending it is uncomfortable sending it weekly. They maybe send it monthly. And so they've just accumulated all this content over the course of the month and they don't wanna not include it in the email. So they just pile it on, pile it on. But the reality is nobody makes it to the bottom of that email because there's too much content. I would use this as your acid test. If you have to scroll more than three or four times as a viewer on a mobile device, it's probably too much content beyond that. And so if you're sending emails monthly and you could be sending it weekly because you could space your content out that way, do it. Putting content in a newsletter that nobody gets to is just a waste of the content. Main principle is that less is more. The next adjustment that you need to make to your newsletters is to ensure everything is clickable. Now you can look at this through two different lenses. The first is the technical lens. Uh, when iOS 14.5 came out on Apple devices, and by the way, about 50% or more of all emails get read or opened in Apple Mail. So this is a huge impact. When iOS 14.5 came out, one of the adjustments was that it started messing up open rates. And the reason was because of the Mail Privacy Protection Program which basically what it does in a nutshell is it opens your emails before it puts them in your inbox. And when it opened your emails before it put it in the user's inbox, it would send a false open report back to the constant contact or the mail 
MailChimp or whatever provider it was. And so a lot of you who are sending emails were like, my open rate's incredible. Well, that's because you're potentially getting false open rate reports because of Apple Mail. And that's Apple Mail's a, it's the biggest player in terms of where emails get accessed bar none. So that was a big deal. And so at that time, I started teaching to make your emails more clickable. That means including more links that drive to more specific pages on your website, on social media, and elsewhere so you can actually measure the performance of your emails in terms of our folks engaging with them because the open rate wasn't reliable. So when seen through the technical lens, make your emails more clickable, i.e. include more hyperlinks, hyperlinked photos, hyperlinked text, call to action buttons, different mechanisms to get your readers and viewers of your emails to engage with them through clicking. However, that's only one lens to look at. Clickable also means give the viewer a reason to click. Another note I've made recently in looking at emails is I see emails that give away all the information, so there's really no reason for me, the viewer, to have to click. So let's say, for example, you're including listings, your featured listings in your newsletter. Well, what I've been noticing is a lot of folks give away all the information in the email itself, and therefore there's no reason to click to go get more information. And I'd make the argument, you're missing an opportunity to drive folks back to your website and show them additional information. So think about it like this. If you have a featured image of a specific listing, maybe there should be a banner on that image that says, click for more photos. My point to you is to use this curiosity to create a sense of there's more, but wait, there's more in all your messaging and your emails less text, less giving it all away, more driving to a specific destination for anybody who wants to learn more. And I don't mean like clickbait, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm saying just don't give it all away in the newsletter. Make your emails more clickable because of the Mail Privacy Protection Program, but also because curiosity causes clicks. Hey, are you sitting on a gold mine of email addresses, database contacts, and leads you've accumulated over the years of your business, and you're not leveraging the list because maybe you lack the technical skills or understanding of how to deploy an email marketing strategy? If that's you, make sure to check out my course, Inbox Hero. It's part of the Marketing Pro training platform, and it will walk you through step-by-step -step all the technical details that you need to understand to get an email strategy in place immediately. It's about three hours of content from me with screen shares and step-by-step -step demonstration designed to take you from rookie to rockstar when it comes to your email marketing strategy. Click the link in the description for more details. Third adjustment to make to your email, and this is a big one, this is an emerging one, is to make your emails more attributable. In any kind of a direct response marketing, attribution is a huge subject. In other words, how did I get this lead? What did they click? How do I measure the performance of some of my marketing so I can see that bit by bit by bit, step by step, it's drawing the customer closer. What I'm describing here is attribution. What do you attribute your success to? Well, with email marketing, it's about to get a bit more difficult because iOS 17 is due out nearly any time. And one of the expected changes with iOS 17, and remember, over half of all emails are read and accessed through Apple Mail. So this is a huge impact. Sorry. Anyways, one of the updates that's expected with this new iOS 17 is the Link Tracking Protection Program. Sounds familiar, right? Like the Mail Privacy Protection Program that messed with open rates. This will mess with click-through attribution. Now, listen close, I'm gonna get technical for a bit. Here's what still is expected to work. UTM codes should still work. Now, if UTM codes are a new term, I recommend Googling it, but effectively it's an extension that can be added onto a link so you can track how many clicks that link got. In fact, trackable links will still work. 
So on the surface, the fix is pretty simple. Just use trackable links. You might already be doing that. Again, bit.ly's, UTM codes. Don't just use a regular link to your website because you may have no optics on how it actually performed through any click-through performance. But here's the bigger challenge. Uh, no matter what you do, you're gonna have a difficult time knowing who clicked it. Because right now, if you look at your email analytics, again, in a MailChimp type of platform, it will show you, oh, it was Jane Smith who clicked that link. And you know which users are clicking which links in your emails currently. That will become very blurred with the new iOS 17 release that's about to come out, affecting roughly 50% or more of all emails. Now, I have an idea to work around this, and it's not technical at all. In fact, it's very untechnical, and that is to, for your major calls to action, encourage replies. Now, it's not necessarily reasonable to make every single call to action a reply opportunity because that will be ad nauseum. For example, there may be a blog or a specific post on YouTube or something like that where you might want them to be clicking to go to that resource, fine. But for your major calls to action, like hey, if you wanna get a free home valuation for instance, or if you wanna schedule a showing for our brand new listing, maybe you wanna make them reply to your email because otherwise you may not really know who took the offer or who you should be following up with. So think about replies as a way to start fielding more one-on-one -on -one inquiries from within your email newsletters. And finally, the fourth adjustment to make to your email newsletter starting now is to make it more predictable. Yes, 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 I'm talking about consistency. You should be sending your emails on a predictable, consistent schedule, not here and there. And I mean it, your emails should be planned down to the minute they get sent because you want to condition your audience. This is called in psychology, classical conditioning. You wanna condition them to expect to receive your emails so that they get used to, I'm gonna go get value. I'm gonna go get value every time you send an email. Now, obviously your email has to be valuable. I'll talk about that next, but it's important to be on a set routine of when you send your email. I like weekly, but the truth is, you could ask yourself the question, well, how good would my email have to be? How valuable would my content have to be in order that I could send my audience, my database, an email every day? A lot of folks are like, I can't send an email every day or every week, people are gonna unsubscribe. They're only gonna unsubscribe if there isn't value. Think about yourself. How many emails do you not look at every time but you don't unsubscribe because you think to yourself, I really wanna read that, I really wanna look at that, that looks really useful to me. And it's not just because it's a discount code for Nordstrom or something like that, it's because there's something in there that you appreciate receiving from that sender. That's the kind of email newsletter you've gotta be thinking about. How can you create an email that is so useful to your audience that you could send it every day and they wouldn't unsubscribe? But the point right now I'm making is, you gotta be consistent. If you're sending once a week and then two weeks later and then four weeks later on a Thursday, on a Tuesday, on a Friday. Like with anything in marketing, it's all about consistency. So long as there's value, you can do it again and again and again and again and they'll expect it and they'll be excited about it. Now this may have unearthed Pandora's box of, well, wait a minute, if I'm gonna send an email every single week, I've gotta start making a lot of content. Yes, you do. This is a call to action to adjust how you look at content. Are you operating by a quota system? A quota system means you say to yourself, for instance, I'm committed to making X number of blogs, X number of videos, X number of resources every week so that I can put it into these various sections in a newsletter. A lot of newsletters I come across don't have the same repeating sections. They've got, oh, this week it's this, next week it might be that. 
That loses the principle of consistency. You'll work more efficiently if you establish a quota system so that you can work backwards to determine how much content needs to be created each week to supply all my different channels, social media and email newsletters, so that your database and your contacts are continually receiving value-packed information from you, positioning you top of mind as their agent of choice. Sort of like picture you manage a grocery store and you're just doing inventory. You gotta stock the shelves, okay? The shelves are full with what? Your blogs, your videos, your content. See, that's called content marketing. So get yourself on a consistent schedule and a quota system. Your email newsletters could be a major asset in terms of building your brand and attracting business and leveraging opportunities within your existing database. So make your newsletters more scrollable, more clickable, more attributable, more predictable, and then see what happens next. Thank you so much for watching and I'd love to hear what's your strategy for leveraging email marketing in your business starting now. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.